Coming up on today's episode, Disney has revealed new details about the restaurants and attractions on their newest cruise ship. They've also shared new information about the upcoming Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. And Marvel shares their full film schedule through 2023. All that and more, plus our featured film discussion on The Strongest Man in the World, on today's Plus or Bust. Welcome to episode 33 of Plus or Bust, a Disney podcast, where each week we watch a random film on Disney Plus and decide whether we would recommend it a plus or not a bust. My name is Matt, and joining me today are my co-hosts, my wife, Carissa. Hello. My sister, Nikki. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I guess she's not joining us Hi. You're really lagging. My mic is not working. And Matthew, your voice was all speeded up like you were a chipmunk. <laughs> there is something going on on your end. Brady was I. Brady is also here. My brother Brady. Hello. Was I? Was I? No, you were. You you were fine. Like I'm okay. trying to record it, but now it's done. All right. Well, I guess I'll be Chip and or Dale. <laughs> Might want to figure that out. Um, but yes, I'm here. I don't know my con- disconnecting. Uh, it sounds like you're having some internet issues or microphone issues, I guess. I don't know. Before we get going to the news for the week, does anybody have anything they want to complain about? Um, Always. What would you like to complain about? I would like to complain about the fact that there's like two sets of people in this country right now. It's people that are living like we're in a pandemic and people who are living like we're not in a pandemic. And I just want us to all be on the same page. But I feel like when you go on social media, it's just like it doesn't even exist anymore. Does it have anything to do with, like, the parks? What are you talking about? Just in general. Just a general statement. I had a coworker who went to San Diego, and the videos he showed me, it was like 2019. Okay. I just, I, I'm just irritated. Like, I don't know. I guess I want everything to be open, but at the same time, it's just like. I want everybody to be open. I don't know. Contra Costa is just so far behind everyone. That's just not fair. That's it. That's all I have to say. I'm tired. Okay. Good talk. We're going to talk about cruise ships. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think everybody. Also, Nikki is delayed because she responded to that late. All right, well, let's move on to talking about these cruise ships. We got some Disney news. Disney has released new information about their upcoming fifth cruise ship, the Disney Wish, which will be setting sail in summer 2022. Most of what they showed off was about dining experiences, including, and this is all from uh, the website blogmickey.com. For the first time on a Disney ship, guests will embark on a space jumping tour of the Star Wars galaxy at the Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge, a high-end bar styled as a luxurious yacht-class spaceship. This richly themed immersive experience will be reserved for adults every evening, offering interactive tasting experiences and signature beverages inspired by the films. The venue's sleek interior design and metallic detailing is inspired by lavish star cruisers similar to that of Dryden Voss's ship in Solo, A Star Wars Story. While guests 
sip their galactic concoctions, the spacefaring voyage will transport them to iconic locations from the eras of the Republic, Empire, and First Order. Employing hyperspace jumps to travel from planet to planet, while sensational scenes unfold just beyond the ship's panoramic viewport at each stop. Ranging from serene vistas to action-packed encounters, the spectacle seen through the virtual window into the galaxy will feature famous spaceships from the films and fan-favorite locales like Batu, Tatooine, Mustafar, and Coruscant. The experience will be amplified by surround sound, audio, and hollow tubes that present holographic models of nearby ships. Um, everything about that sounds fantastic. <laughs> that just sounds so cool. Did you only add this stuff about Star Wars? No, I've got oh, everything. Okay. I've got everything. I just wanted to stop and say that the Star Wars one sounds really cool. Sounds like Olga's cantina made them a lot of money. Of course it did. And now this is going to be even better because it's going to be like sleek and like upscale. Olga's cantina is supposed to be like shitty. <laughs> And people are really sad that it's closed. Ogas, yeah. Well, yeah. they want to drink. I'm sure really- it's way it's way too small, so, so I can small. see it is too small. That's why there's been rumors for a while that they were going to use some expansion space that they had saved for a restaurant to just do a bigger bar, more of more bar. That kind of makes sense. Because it was the original plans for Galaxy's Edge. They announced are like full service, like restaurant, right, right, like right. A, yeah. which uh, will come up later in the. Galactic Star Cruiser, because the what they announced for that is basically the exact same thing that they mm. said they were going to do for Galaxy's Edge. Mm. Uh, but let's move on to not Star Wars. Uh, also on the Disney Wish, Arendelle, a frozen dining adventure, is Disney's first frozen-themed theatrical dining experience, bringing the kingdom of Arendelle to life through immersive live entertainment featuring favorite characters like Elsa, Anna, Kristoff, and Olaf, and world-class cuisine infused with Nordic influences. No, no surprises there. They have, they have restaurants on the other ships themed to Rapunzel and Tiana. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense that Frozen, yeah, is, a restaurant is the next step. Oh, we also have restaurant so bad. Oh, the Tangled one. Yeah, it used to be not Tangled. They kind of just yeah. like switched over, <laughs> just like yeah. It was supposed to be temporary, and then I think it's just stuck around. Well, it's not really a theme to Tangled. They just, the characters come out. Yeah, but they put up like a sign over the sign. Mm. And then they also have bread that's shaped like the sun, I think. Oh. Joy. (laughs) Good theming. I want it. That's the best theming ever. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to frame the bread. Yes, I am. I'm going to eat one and then I'm going to take one home and I'm going to frame it. Oh my God. And then I'm going to get mold on it. Oh, crap. Uh, Speaking of Tangled, this has nothing to do with Tangled. Worlds of Marvel is the first ever Marvel cinematic dining adventure where guests will play an interactive role in an action-packed Avengers mission that unfolds around them, complete with worldly menus, menu item inspired by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This upscale restaurant meets technological showcase will up the ante on the traditional dinner-and-a-show concept, outfitted with state-of-the-art PIM, tech, and decked out in signature stark, eccentric style, the venue offers surprises in all shapes and sizes from the tiniest design Easter eggs to the larger than life story that takes place. True to its name, Worlds of Marvel will take families on a flavorful tour of the real and fictional settings of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with dishes inspired by legendary locales like African Wakanda, Eastern European Sokovia, and the Avengers home base of New York City. What are they going to have in Sokovia, a place that doesn't exist? What food will they sell? <laughs> I guess Eastern European food, but like Sokovia is not real. You can just make up whatever you want. Are you sure? Sokovia is not real. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. It's made up. 
Just like Wakanda's not real. That's why there were people complaining about it on um, in an article on Facebook, I think. Well, don't listen to Facebook. Sokovia is a country in the comics, but it's not a real country. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, and then we have the last one, the upscale one, the... Uh, 1923. Named for the year the Walt Disney Company was founded, 1923 is an elegant celebration of the company's legacy, paying homage to the golden age of animation and offering a tasteful tribute to its Californian heritage. Combining classic Hollywood glamour with a dash of Disney whimsy, 1923 features two lavishly appointed dining rooms, aptly named for the men behind the magic of the original film studio, Walt and Roy Disney. The rooms are adorned with more than 1,000 drawings, props, and other tools of the trade, providing an inside look at the evolution of Disney animation from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves to Frozen 2. At 1923, guests will enjoy sophisticated dishes designed with families in mind and inspired by the fusion of cultural flavors found throughout the Golden State. The diverse menu will mirror the region's unique blend of Asian, European, and South American cuisines and will feature local ingredients like fresh produce, wild honey, and earthly pistachios, all paired, of course, with a superlative selection of world-famous Napa Valley wines. I guess that one's not really that upscale. It's one of the, it it's one of the three in your rotation that you oh, go so to every night. It's not like scale. it's not like an up. No, it's not. Right, I think those. I think those are the three, though, that you go to each night. It's the Frozen, the oh, Marvel, so and the. No, um, there probably is. I oh. just don't think they've announced it yet. Oh, okay. You mean like a Remy's? No. Well, yes, but then also uh, Animator's Palette. Oh no, no, uh, Animator's Palette. I believe. Um, 1923 is like the replacement for that. Oh, okay, okay, that's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, the next. It's just gonna, uh, the evolution of that. It's just gonna be a little nicer, not as bright and colorful. Yeah, childish. They've wow. got they've got Marvel. I think Animator's Palette is cool, but like you've got Marvel. It's a Disney cruise. I know, but you've got Marvel and you've got Arendelle. They're not gonna have, want all three of them to be. I mean, I guess. I've never been on a Disney cruise, so I don't know. Other than yeah. Animator's Palette, what are the other two that you go we to never normally? Have been, have we? No. Yeah. And we never will. <gasps> I'll, I'll go, go with you, Chris. Huh? I said I'll go with you. Great, perfect. Me and Nikki will you know, go. You can stay. You home. know, mom will. Yep, me, Nikki, and your mom will go. Okay. You well, you home. guys can enjoy the Aqua Mouse along with dining. Disney revealed that they are uh, refer. The, sorry. Along with dining, Disney revealed what they are referring to as their first ever attraction at sea, the Aquamouse. Families will be immersed in the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse animated shorts aboard the Aquamouse, the first ever Disney attraction at sea. Complete with show scenes, lighting, and special effects, and splashtacular surprises, the first-of-its-kind water ride will send guests on a ru- A fun family adventure through 760 feet of winding tubes suspended high above the upper decks. As the story goes, Mickey and Minnie are starting their very own seaside excursion company, aptly named Port Misadventures, on board the Disney Wish, and adventuresome cruisers will join them on an undersea excursion to Mermaid Lagoon that will inevitably and hilariously go awry. The journey will begin when guests board their two-seater ride vehicle and ascend into a magical tunnel that will teleport them into the cartoony world of Scuba Scramble, a new animated short that plays out throughout oversized virtual portholes. Along the way, they'll encounter curious sea creatures, familiar Disney friends, and more than 60 water effects that bring the sub uh, subaquatic hijinks to life. All perfectly synced to an original musical score by Emmy-nominated composer Christopher Willis of The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse. I like how the Mickey Mouse shorts are just like... The thing now? So, like... But I mean, it's kind of smart because they can just put it everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You can do whatever you want with them. Yeah. 
But, I mean, they can animate it and it can go, you know, anywhere. Yeah. Versatile. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Like, they're like show scenes. It's just going to be screens that have stuff happening on it as you go by it. Like, there's not going to be an animatronic scene on this water slide. No, I don't think. I I know it's necessary. Sorry. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel about the Aquamouse. You're yawning over here. (laughs) Just tired. It's been a long month. <laughs> uh, the only other things we got is we got some details on the uh, few of the kids' clubs and activities, including Princess Fairytale Hall, where you can do various activities with Rapunzel, Belle, Anna, and Elsa. Marvel Superhero Academy, where kids can team up with Spider-Man, Black Panther, and more to complete virtual missions. And the Walt Disney Imagineering Lab. In this first-of-its-kind opportunity aboard the Disney Wish, kids can live their life and dis- or can live the life and discover the secrets of Walt Disney Imagineering. Dive into the minds of the Disney Imagineers behind Disney's theme parks, resorts, and cruise ships through hands-on activities and experiments. At the Ride Studio, kids can even design and then climb into their own virtual roller coaster. Disney They're- Quest. Yes, basically. There's also... Why is this just for kids? That sounds fun. Uh, be- I want to do it too. It's for kids. Oh. There's also the It's a Small World Nursery for Babies and Toddlers and a Toy Story-themed water play area. That's... Perfect. Alexander gets to go there and Aubrey gets to go to the other place. Mm-hmm. Yep. She gets to go design her own roller coaster. It's going to be fun. <laughs> or a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> or she can go see the princesses. Oh, wait. You're not there yet. Sorry. Oh, I said that already. I read it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Well, then she can go. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Then she can go hang out with the princesses. I think that each of the princesses have, like, a different thing they do. I think, like, Rapunzel's, like, painting. Art. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Belle is, like, reading. That's cool. You don't want to go on a Disney cruise? Eventually. They're expensive. Disney cruises are expensive. Like, this sounds cool. I'd love to eat dinner with the Incredible Hulk, but it sounds, (laughs) sounds... I've also heard that they're the best. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're great. A lot of people say that they would rather, after going to Disney World and doing cruises, that they'd rather spend the money and do the cruise. Well, they're definitely going to say that now that they have their very own attraction at sea. What do you need the other 60 rides for? You've got the one. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I think it's just a different kind of vacation, but I mean, people are saying, like, people, because people spend, like, you know, if you stay at one of the nicer Disney resorts, you're going to spend, like, 15 plus on your vacation depending on how many people are in your party and how long you stay so the people who are willing to spend all those thousands of dollars on just the room and to be on property and stuff you know they're the ones that will also shell out ten thousand dollars to go on a disney cruise and i'm just saying that of the two people say that they like the cruises better some people say they like the cruises better good for those people you know i was just thinking about it um it's interesting that they're doing a well it's not interesting it makes sense that they're doing a frozen themed thing but like they already have a rapunzel themed restaurant and rapunzel is like on the side of the boat like isn't she like the icon of the it's like her and cinderella are like the icons of the boat like cinderella gets the like cool statue but and then chef um or not chef captain minnie captain minnie minnie is the captain but then i didn't even hear nikki at all i heard her what did she say Captain Minnie. Yeah. But then uh, the, the they always have like the statue on the side of the boat painting the name or like drawing the yeah. name or whatever. And this one is Rapunzel. Rapunzel's supposed to be like the statue that's painting. That's Why doesn't Rapunzel get a restaurant? Because they didn't Why think did she, it's okay. Why does she just have to do art with the... Because they didn't... I don't know, but this ship... Does Dumbo have a restaurant? No, but he should. 
Well, he's on one of them. It should be all peanut themed, uh, peanut themed food, and then no- some people can't eat there because they're <laughs> oh allergic. God. So stupid. Oh, no. no, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> that's like the worst idea. That'd no good, very bad. I was going to say circus themed. But okay. No good, very bad, terrible, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it could be circus themed, and you just have popcorn and corn dogs. <laughs> And then those little circus peanuts. Oh, no, those are the worst. No, but they're not real peanuts. Um, they're bad though. Those bad. Um, this is the perfect Disney thing. The the, the cruise ship or yeah. the Dumbo circus no, restaurant the, that we just the, made up. The cruise ship. It's like the perfect Disney thing. It's got all of the. I'm, I'm hits. for the Dumbo restaurant. <laughs> it hits every mark. You know. It does have, it seems to represent all of their, like, what I would call the, like, big, their big main Ticket, franchi- yeah. big franchises. It got makes me wonder what the next ones are going to be like. Like, more what are the next ships? More of this. You think? Uh, just, the same? Just spread out differently. Really? Like you a think? Marvel bar and a Star Wars restaurant? I don't know, because their ships are so popular and so make them a lot of money. So I'm like, maybe the next ones, it'll all be different. Why would you just... It's still going to be Star Wars and Marvel and Princesses and Pixar, But then if that were the case, if all three ships were going to be the exact same, why not just build all three of them at the same time? They're not going to be the exact same, but I think they're going to take elements that are similar. Like, there's still going to be something Star Wars themed. There's still going to be something Marvel themed. Those Star Wars Day at Sea and those Marvel Day at Seas, they make so much money for one day. Right. I'm just saying. Are they extra? Yeah, well, it's it's extra. Well, they they cost a little bit more because of the oh, like the whole thing, the whole shit, the whole cruise costs a little bit more. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I was just you were saying that like they have all the big ones because they do. They have Mickey Mouse, Frozen, Star Wars, Marvel. There's a Toy Story play area. There's like a princess area. That's like the ones. Like what's left? It's just Cars. I feel like Cars is the only thing missing. (laughs) What's their other biggest franchise right now? None. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Where's the Mighty Ducks <laughs> themed skating show? I don't think so. But anyways, um, yeah. Excited. Want to go on a Disney cruise. Doesn't even need to be this one. Just needs to be one. One. <laughs> Just one. Any one. Any ship. Any ship. Any ship. Speaking of other ships, let's talk about... <laughs> The Galactic Star Cruiser. Ooh, baby. From one cruise ship to... You're never going to stay there. I know. From one cruise ship to another, we've also received more details on the upcoming Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser hotel experience. Now I'm sad because Nikki said I'll never stay there. You talk to the Disney Cruise. That's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. If I can't have my dream, neither can you. All right, let's talk about uh, this is from the Disney Parks blog. Disney or er, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida will take you to a galaxy far, far away for an all immersive two night vacation experience that goes beyond anything Disney has ever created before. What exactly does all immersive mean? Well, not sure if you. Uh, oh, nope, I'm not going to read that because um, that's stupid. Oh, that yes, that's a new type of lightsaber Ray is holding in her hand created by Walt Disney Imagineering Research and Development. Guests who experience Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will be the first to see it in, in action, along with so much more starting in 2022 when this amazing new two-night adventure debuts. Watching that lightsaber activate right before your eyes will be just one of the countless ways that from the moment you arrive to the moment you depart, 
You'll be plunged into a Star Wars story where your decisions and actions, or even the casual conversations you may have, determine how your personal journey unfolds. I'm going to read more of this, but did everybody watch the video of the lightsaber? Yeah. I did. It looks weird. It's... Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, it's uh, crazy. Click on that first article that I linked, Brady, the Disney Parks article. How and, have you not seen this? And watch, everywhere that and watch the video. I mean, I probably did, but I don't know what... And watch the video. It's the very it's the very first video on the thing. It's of uh, Ray activating a yeah. real lightsaber, quote unquote. I want it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's crazy. I bet they don't sell them for many years. I want it. It's, it's gonna probably... be like eight hundred dollars. Uh, yes, it. but eight hundred dollars. <laughs> My thing is, I think That's they're mo- it. they're mostly just gonna use it for show for a while yes. because, like. We don't know what that technology is, and who knows if it can be trusted in the hands of normal people. We can't trust Timmy and Tommy. Right. Or, uh, yeah, right. The Nooklings. Yeah, can't trust them. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I just, I don't think it's, like, dangerous, and, like, I, it's not a lightsaber that's going to cut you up, obviously, but, like, I don't know what that is that's coming in and out. Like, I just feel like you can't trust people with that, especially if it's, like, kind of flimsy. Right? Yeah, and it um, might not be something yeah. that you can even manufacture like that. You know, it's not like yeah. something you can mass produce. And we just got uh, lightsabers. Yeah. Like at Savvy's. So it's not like, cooler. I know it is cool. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying like, I wouldn't expect to see that anytime soon. Well, we're going to see it in Ray's hands on the ship in 2022. Good for them using Ray. Uh, okay. Your adventure begins at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Terminal at Walt Disney World, where you'll gather with fellow passengers before departing for your intergalactic destination. You'll soon enter a special launch pod and leave your world behind as you make a hyperspace jump to a galaxy far, far away. You'll watch through viewports as you approach the massive and magnificent Halcyon Star Cruiser, which will be your home for the next two nights. For a limited time, Disney's Hollywood Studios guests can now see a model of the ship on display inside Walt Disney Presents, another special May the 4th surprise. Oh boy. When the launch pod's airlock slides open, you'll take your first step into the galaxy far, far away as the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser comes to life all around you. During your stay aboard the glamorous ship, you may interact with an electric group of characters, both familiar and new, possibly including the Star Cruiser's strong and charismatic captain, a plucky ship's mechanic, and a galactic superstar who can captivate an entire room with the crook of one jewel-encrusted purple twilight finger. This singing sensation will be a featured performer during one of your exquisite dining experiences inside the crown of Corellia dining room, which you can see in this artist concept rendering we're sharing tonight, or we are sharing tonight for the first time. The enticing supper club's name is an homage to Corellia, the planet known galaxy-wide for its shipyards that gave us not only the Halcyon Star Cruiser, but also the Millennium Falcon. The dining room is a bright and welcoming hall that will offer breakfast and lunch to passengers before transitioning each evening into a lavish multi-course menu on both otherworldly and unfamiliar uh, origins and familiar origins. As your journey continues, you'll have the opportunity to train in the ancient ways of the lightsaber, learn more about the inner workings of the Halcyon Star Cruiser, and even jump on a transport to the planet Batuu to further adventure inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This isn't storytelling, it's story living. Where you'll see, feel, and live Star Wars in a whole new way. We'll have more to share about Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser in the future as we look forward to its 2022 debut. Uh, Corre- Brady, did you watch mm. Solo? You've seen Solo? The Star Wars story yeah. Solo? Yeah. Is Corellia from that movie? Is that the one? What is Corellia mm. from? 
Corellia the the planet the planet Corellia I believe so let's because they mention wow yes there's yes. this much information about this yes it's from Star Wars yes there is it, it is Have you ever seen it, it just came up I just it, it fascinates me that no that solo a star wars story is thus far the biggest financial bomb quote unquote it made a good amount of money but for disney it didn't make enough money of any of the star wars movies that disney's put out right it's less successful than even the mandalorian and you're telling me that there is something themed corellia on this thing the cruise ship the disney wish has a bar themed to uh voss's bar from solo and in galaxy's edge you go to the whatever that planet is where you're getting the uh coaxium coaxium is from solo the the trains that you're blowing up are from solo obviously when they were doing galaxy's edge they didn't know they didn't know that the movie was going to come out and not be a success so like when they made that scene in the millennium falcon ride they just assumed everybody would know what it was because they all saw solo but like this is all after solo. It's just interesting. As I think it's just because like it's easy. Like it's because they want to do something Star Wars, and they don't necessarily want to touch like this the the like more popular stuff. I think it's just a way of getting it of incorporating Star Wars without it actually being like too much of Star Wars. Does that make sense? I guess I think it's just because versus they... doing like Luke's like a. Uh, more planets and stuff that are more popular, more um, people know, like, right off the jump. Like, because Galaxy's Edge is kind of like, like, it's Star Wars, but it's like, it feels like Star Wars. It's not really somewhere that you can pinpoint. And I think they wanted to continue that. They didn't want it to be something, like, they didn't want to rip it straight from the movie or rip it straight from, like, pop culture as something that's, like, popular. They wanted to use stuff that's, like, a little bit, like, more under the radar. Sure. I guess. I just think it's interesting. Like, I'm sure they just picked those locations because they look cool, right? The bar is supposed to be, like, elegant and classy. And, like, if you look at uh, Dryden Voss's ship from the movie, it's classy and elegant. Because like, right. he's supposed to be, like, a mob boss. Right. So, I get it. It's just interesting. That's it. That's all. I just think that uh, referencing Solo at all is interesting. What do we all think of the Galactic Star Cruiser? Does anybody care? Other than me? No. It seems too, the rooms are going to be too small for too much money. That is true. The rooms are very small. They're cool, though. The fucking bunk beds. They're like, cool. I'm just like, you're gonna, unless you're like, I mean, kids can sleep on the bunk beds. But I'm like, sleeping on the bunk beds. If you have two adults and you have two adult, like, teenagers, or if you have two teenagers, like, you need two rooms. Money, 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 baby. Money, yeah, money, money. Money. yeah, spend all the money. I don't know. I feel like this is a very... I think this is going to be a very select thing. Like, not a lot of people are going to get to go. And I think that I don't like that. And I think that... Um, it's going to bite them in the ass? No, it won't. I don't They're going to make so much money. bite them in their ass because I think people will go no matter what. And it's such a limited capacity. So it's like... You're, they're probably not going to have a hard time filling it because it's going to be in demand for so many years. But I just feel like it's like it's not fair because I just feel, I see like a family that like has no no idea like what this is going to be or like how in depth it's going to be go there and be like 
why do I have to do that? And I don't want to do that. Or well, where's the bar? That's blah, blah, their blah. fault like, for not doing the research. Know, you I get know. mad at people for not doing research on Disney parks all the time. I know. but I, And I see that happening and it just makes me mad because it's like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of diehard Star Wars fans and it's like, this is like something that's literal fan uh, service. And yeah. I just feel like there's not that many fans that have that money. Sure. So it's going to be a bunch of influencers at first that have never watched a fucking Star Wars a day in their life. Well, if it really starts to go down in attendance, they'll lower the prices. Yeah, but... We'll see. And then it's your time, Matthew. Yep, and that's my turn. When nobody's there, it's me. I'll be there. When nobody's putting in any effort anymore. And they're just like, we got a message from Darth Vader. He needs to see you. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just reading off of a cue card uh, I've heard that <laughs> Din Djarin has been spotted off the side of the Cerulean Cruiser I just made up words I don't even know what Cerulean Cruiser that's not a thing um, I love it <laughs> I think it's going to be cool but I, what I was going to say is that all of the concept art that they released every single piece of concept art they released Shows like aliens and droids and people in costumes walking around. And I just am so scared that that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They've released like concept art of the costumes that people are going to be wearing. And the the um, the ship, the captain is supposed to be the same race species as um, Thrawn. A Grand Admiral Thrawn. Brady, I don't know what the name of his race is. I'm sure you don't either. Thrawn. Uh, oh, the blue dude. The, yes, blue. They're going to be blue and have like markings on their face. And like that's the concept that they showed of the captain. So like I'm sure they'll stick to it with that at least for a little while. But like is are there going to be a cheese cheese cheese? I doubt it's pronounced cheese. <laughs> it, I don't know. It's called it's C-H-I-S-S. So right. Okay. Well, that's the race that they're supposed to be. And I'm sure they'll go through with that. But, like, are there going to be people in Wookiee costumes walking around all day? Uh, I will be. Are there going to be people dressed as Twi'leks dressing around all day? Like, I don't know. That's my thing. I'm worried that that'll stop happening or it'll start like it'll open and they'll have all this cool stuff. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, that the type of people who, like, want to do that stuff are not going to be the first people going in the door. It's going to be a bunch of fucking either super, super rich people or influencers who don't know what they're doing and are just there to to film it. Sure, but as time goes on, people will catch wind of it and they'll save the money if they really want to go. That's the thing is it's only going to appeal to a certain amount of people. There are people that are going to go to Walt Disney World where they just want to ride rides, right? That hotel is going to be of no interest to them, right? They don't want to go on a mission to help Luke Skywalker do something. (sighs) Right? They don't want to. They don't care about that. Like me. Right. Well, I'll go by myself. It'll just be me and I don't know, BB-8. <laughs> I'm sure Brady yeah, would go. Get, you get Aubrey interested? Aubrey, when Aubrey is older, yes. Right now, I would not trust her to do anything correctly that she's supposed to do. I wouldn't even trust her to get a wand in Universal. <laughs> What do you mean to like build one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We haven't done that. We said we were going to do that. We should probably do that in November. I do want to do it. 
It would be all funny colors. Yeah, it will. It will be. It will be all funny colors. It would be Aubrey's droid would be the kind of droid that if they made like another cartoon series, it would be like the street kid had like a droid that he built himself just out of other droid parts, <laughs> and he was like the plucky little droid that like helped out. Did you? This is totally unrelated, but also related. Did you watch the Simpsons short? I did watch the Simpsons short. Yeah, he made me watch it too. Was it so cute? It was cute. Yeah, it was very short. Um, it yeah. felt, really liked it. Yeah, she did. She watched it twice. It felt like something that they told them a month ago, like, "Hey, you need to make a Simpsons short about Star Wars," and they did yeah. it. Um, it was so sad though when that BB-8 kept getting hit. I was that was so depressing, and then he gets stabbed. I thought he wasn't going to come back, and then he came back. So that room yeah. of like the thirty BB-8s that's like my personal heaven. <laughs> I would like to die in the room of oh thirty BB-8s. Jesus. They were all the same color, though. Like, why were they all the same? Yeah, they were. It was funny. She only knew which one was hers because it had the bow on it. Yeah. If it wasn't that bow, then. Yeah, but I liked it. I thought there were a lot of nice, there was a lot of really funny references. They kind of reference everything from, like, the original trilogy, the prequels, the sequels. They kind of reference everything. Um, And I liked the joke with the uh, Seven Dwarves holding up the bookcase as if it was the Walt Disney uh, Studios, like, building. Yes. Uh, it's very funny. I give Maggie Simpson's The Force Awakens from from its nap. I give it a plus. <laughs> I give it a plus also. It's only three minutes. And, you don't have to. If you want to watch it, go do it. Yeah, it's, it's only three minutes long. Like, you have no reason. I also watch those other Star Wars things. The Biomes. That's just uh, Soren, but you fly over Star Wars planets very slowly. Uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. They put it up on May the 5th. They put up that, and they put up these two... Um, spaceship flyovers where you go through the millennium falcon and a star destroyer it like takes you above the ship and like through the ship it shows you all the different rooms it's very cool the biomes one you go over like tatooine hoth uh crate mustafar you like fly over them and like see stuff just it's basically just seeing the planet like you don't see any characters really and it moves kind of slow but it reminds me of soren like the way the music is and the way that it just you're in the air I don't know what compelled them to put them up there, but they're cool. And if they wanted to make more, I'd watch them. But if you don't give a shit about, like, Star Wars planets, like, you're not going to get anything out of those whatsoever. Like, who yeah, else is yeah, going to well, care about seeing... I like a lot of the planets. I know, but, like, literally... Like you could put on as, like, background noise. Yeah, but it's not... Lo- it's just 18... It's 18 minutes long. Like, if it looped... Like, I wish that they had a way to loop it. Like, if you were to have, like, a Star Wars-themed party or something, like, yeah. you can put that on in the background. A Star Wars-themed party. Well, let's say your kid has a Star Wars birthday party oh, and nobody's yeah. watching the TV. You just put on this thing of, like, flying through different planets. But, like, it's over in 18 minutes like if they gave you the ability to just loop it continuously anyway that's the may the fourth content that and the bad batch i did not watch the bad batch yet yeah i haven't i didn't i didn't even watch the clone wars so like i don't even know who the bad batch are that's true i I think i'm on clone wars season five well they're in season (laughs) they're in season seven i know they look cool though their designs are awesome i think they look great yeah, they do look really cool. Like, they put up all the Funko Pops for pre-order, and it's like, they look cool. They're cool-looking guys, but I don't know anything about them. I couldn't even tell you their names. I actually went out Wrecker yesterday. Wrecker is one of them. And That's Echo. I, I know one is named Echo. Yeah, I want the Wrecker one. You went out and... Go on, Carissa. Finish your story. I went out yesterday. Good job! Yay! You went out! <laughs> so did I. Finish, Anyways, your, I finish work, your story. And I went to Trader Joe's, and I went to Crumble, and I went to... This pokey place. Every single place I went 
Somebody was wearing something Star Wars. It was May the 4th. Yeah, I know. May the 4th be with you. I don't like that. Disney has... Like, this is a national holiday? Disney, I was like, Disney I was has kind succ- of appalled. Like, every single place I went, somebody had something on Star Wars. And then my first table of the day... It is a national holiday. You're just a hater. Disney has successfully he has, weaponized this, this that guy day. I had a Darth Vader mask on. A mask? Oh, like a like a face yeah. Not Not like a whole yeah. Darth Vader mask. Like yeah. a face mask. Like okay, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> And I, was, I also had a Star Wars shirt on yesterday. Uh, wow. I was gonna, I was gonna wear my Darth Vader, but I didn't. I wore a King K. Rule shirt, and you know what's so funny? The lady who did uh, at the dentist that I took Aubrey to the dentist, the lady was like, "That's a cool shirt. My boyfriend uses him in Super Smash Brothers and always beats me." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, good for King K. Rule, an obscure character that hadn't been in a video game in fifteen years. Now, some lady at the dentist knew who oh he was. God. Alexander also wore a Star Wars shirt yesterday. In case anyway, anyway finish your thought about the Darth Vader mask, man. Oh, nothing. I just like I was like, oh, you guys celebrating Mary the Fourth because he had a Star Wars mask on. And I didn't say this when I saw, but when I was walking up, she was looking on her phone and it said she was looking at something about Star Wars, like it said Star Wars on the top. And that's it. They didn't tip very well. <laughs> that was it. They didn't tip very well. Well, tipping's not customary in a galaxy far, far away. Well, they need to go to a galaxy far, far away then. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll move on from Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. Thank fucking God. Star Wars rules. <laughs> Revenge of the Fifth today. Yeah, Revenge of the Fifth today. I hope everybody's enjoying it. Uh, we're going to move on from Star Wars and talk about Chris's second favorite thing, Marvel. On May 3rd. Oh my God, I cannot. On May 3rd, Marvel released a video celebrating themselves really honestly that's really what it was it said celebrating the movies but it's just they were just patting themselves on the back it looked like it was like a phase four right yeah Yeah. showing off a series of clips from existing and upcoming mcu films including the first footage of chloe Zhao's eternals the video ended with a rundown of titles and their release dates including a few dates and title changes we weren't already aware of so those are black widow comes out july 9th 2021 shang chi and the legend of the ten rings no, I'm not sure, but that's what they said. <laughs> I don't believe until I see it. <laughs> until I, I thought we agreed to never talk about that movie again on this podcast. I don't have a choice. It was it. It was heavily featured, and uh, until I see the credits roll, I will not believe that it will actually release. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September third, twenty twenty one. Eternals, November fifth, twenty twenty one. Spider Man, No Way Home, December seventh, twenty twenty one. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Thor: Love and Thunder, May sixth. 2022 black panther wakanda forever july 8th 2022 the marvels november 11th 2022 ant-man and the wasp quantumania february 17th 2023 guardians of the galaxy volume 3 may 5th 2023 and they showed the fantastic four logo again but they did not give a date for that oh it was fantastic four logo i thought it was phase four it is phase four but the logo was the fantastic four logo so then how do you know it's for Fantastic Four? Because they showed the same logo during their little press briefing thing. Oh, okay. Wow, you have to wait two years for your next Guardians. I know. Well, it's a I was just long a, time. I know. It's because he... I, it's too I'm more long. upset that I have to wait that long for... For, for what? what? For Ant-Man. Quantumania. Hmm. Oh, Ant-Man was supposed to be even longer from now, but uh, some stuff got moved around. Um, 
uh, I was going to ask everybody what they're most excited for, but we'll do that in a minute. I just I wanted to briefly touch on the uh, changes. So Black Panther, the sequel, didn't have a name before. Now it is called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I hate it. Why? It's too... It's going to be not about Black Panther. It's too, like... Mm, they're honoring him. Commercial. They're honoring him. It's too commercial. It's no, a superhero movie. Like of course thing. it's commercial. But that's like, that was like the thing that they did, and that's what everybody was doing after the movie and stuff. I don't like it. It shouldn't be called That's Wakanda what they forever. say. Wakanda forever. I know. They're going to have they a say. funeral scene of in the movie, and they're going to say Wakanda forever. No. Yes, they are. I mean, I'm sure they are, but no, I don't like the, I don't like the name. I don't like the title. Uh, Captain Marvel 2 also got a new title. The Marvels, the logo hat, the S is the uh, symbol on Ms. Marvel's shirt. Uh, her outfit. I think it's interesting that they dropped Captain Marvel from the title of the movie. Um, Captain Marvel, one of the most financially successful movies Marvel has put out so far. But because uh, men are men, they have been more critical of that movie than any other Marvel movie. Even the ones that are objectively Bad. worse objectively worse than that movie and i don't think it's a coincidence that they dropped the captain marvel branding from the title even if yeah. like i i i know that the movie is going to be about both her and ms marvel and i'm hoping monica is in and, there as well and monica i'm sure that i'm sure the movie will be about the three of them as a unit i don't doubt that for a second but i don't think that they would have not had the movie be called captain marvel subtitle if it wasn't for all the backlash that they received from the character i feel like they're trying to downplay the character even though she's gonna be the main fucking character and i think that's really strange i think that's a i don't like disney giving in to the nasty fans when it comes to these fan bases like they did it with fucking star wars with rose right not just, I mean, with Rose, but not just with Rose, like, fucking, uh, just everything that they did in Rise of Skywalker feels like a, they listened to, people, people complained about The Last Jedi, so they had to go and change everything that was going to be in The Rise of Skywalker, and, like, what is the, what is the term? What? Pandering? Pandering, <laughs> yes. Yes. Pandering. Rise of, I don't want to go on a Rise of Skywalker rant, but it is one of the most pan. <laughs> it is one of the most. I can't wait. Until that. It awesome. is one of the most pandering movies I've ever seen, and I don't even entirely know who it's pandering to. That's the problem. <laughs> like, but yes, I feel like, and again, there's no way to know this for sure. Maybe this was always the plan. All. I don't think it was pandering. I think it was just that fear. It was fear, is what it was. I don't think that. What I think that they just were really trying to make. They're trying to shove two movies in one. I don't think it's as yeah, much to about fix, them to fix to... the eighth one though. To sure, fi- but I don't think that it's I don't think it's as much about the audience as you think it is. Or okay, the fan well, base as what a... as you think it okay, is. well, what about the Captain Marvel thing? I don't think that that's about the fan base either. I think that's you looking into it too much. I think that they changed the name just because they changed the name. It's still a Captain Marvel sequel. Yeah, it is. So it's still about Captain Marvel. It's I know, not but like she's not out of the movie. She's not in the title. It's not like Captain even Captain America Civil War, which is a movie that is about more than just Captain America. They still kept Captain America in the title. I get that, but I don't think that maybe they're changing it because they want like let's say it is about it's not just about Captain Marvel. It is about Monica and um Miss Marvel. It is. We know and that. And they want it to be more of a like about the three of them as like a as like a trifecta versus like 
it just being about Captain Marvel, that's not necessarily because people didn't like Captain Marvel. That's just because we need more representation and inclusion all around. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I feel like is when you hear it as Captain Marvel and whatever, then they're going to think that it's Carol and then Kamala and Monica are going to be her sidekick. Right. And we call it the Marvels. They're a team. Right. Exactly. So they're a it's, three person team. It's more like an It's it, not Peter it's not Star Lord and the Guardians. Right. It's the Guardians. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy. It's the Avengers. It's the Eternals. Yeah, I get it. Yes. I get it. I, I just mean, I, th- I, I just I think it's interesting that that's the one that they changed the title of. Because yeah. Captain Marvel there's no question that it's the most controversial sure. one yeah. that and they've that's, done. That's fine, but I, I think I don't necessarily think that it it's because of the fans. I don't. Okay. We'll see. Um, but anyway, back to my previous question. Of all the Marvel movies that are coming up, what's everybody looking forward to the most? Chris already said mine was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. James Gunn was busy making fucking Suicide Squad <laughs> as a Guardians movie, basically. But now he's making Guardians 3, and I'm excited for it. But anyway, what's everybody else looking forward to? I am looking forward to that one and the Marvels one. Yeah. Not Black Widow anymore because it's been too long. Who? Uh, <laughs> Who? Brady, I think uh, yours is Thor, right? Would it not be Thor? Uh, Thor and Ant Man. Yeah, he just—he literally just said Ant. Yeah, I know, but like Thor is yeah. Thor. I'm really looking yeah, forward Thor, to Thor too. Right. I'm I'm really looking forward to Thor because of all these casting news that we keep getting is really cool, and then I'm kind of. I think it's going to be cool to see Natalie Portman tank on the mantle of Lady Thor. I hope that so. She, I hope that she wants to be wants there. to be there because I feel like in Thor two, like Thor two, to me is the weakest of the Marvel movies. Um, I watched it not that long ago again, and it was better than I remember it being. But I think she's the weakest part of it, and the movie, f- uh focuses on her a lot she's a major part of that movie and i feel like she just was kind of sick of being in the movie like she didn't really want to be there but like the fact that she's coming back after all these years gives me hope that she'll you know put Things in be different. put in some effort because i i think natalie portman is a good actress like i don't think there's anything wrong with her like as an actress i just i don't know i don't like her she's fine in the first thor like i think she's fine in the first thor it's the second one yeah. for i don't know she's just yeah. not great in it maybe it's just not a great movie but she's not great in it but i'm excited for thor uh, love and thunder as well because ragnarok rules and taika watiti is a great director so yes yes ragnarok was so good you are you looking forward to any of them? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, I I am, but I mean, some of these are like two years away. Like this is this is sometimes... There's even more that we know about that are even further away. I Blade know. is coming. Uh, I don't know. I Captain just, America 4 is coming. I'm thinking I like the shows, so I'm excited for Loki oh, and Well, we got Ms. a bunch Marvel. of those coming in between all these. Right now. Like a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm I don't know. Like I, I would oh, say, oh, sorry, it's okay. I would say Black Panther, but again, I just, I don't know. Like I, I don't want to say just let it die, but I kind of just want it to die. No. Like I just don't want, I don't want them to do anything with it. I don't. I think it's, you know, it I, was so. I, I think those other characters deserve to 
I keep going. Sure. I, so we could do like a white wolf. No, <laughs> no, you no, 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 no. That is going backwards. You do not make backwards. a black. No, no, no. The first black superhero movie, the sequel, stars a white man. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that. Like, why don't we use those characters in a different movie? Like, why? I don't know. I just. It's hard. I just feel like it's hard, and I just feel like that. My problem is, I think that it needs more. Every time I hear Black Panther, it strikes it strikes a chord. You know? I mean, they're going to give somebody else the mantle. My problem is I think that they need more time to, like, fix that movie. He's already had to rewrite it, like, three times, like, even before Chadwick's tragic passing. And, like, because it's they're so timeline-focused, everything has to fit into this timeline, even though that clearly doesn't since Black Widow is coming out two years after the character dies. Um, I just, I think that that movie should be pushed back, but it comes out next year. Next year! Yeah. He just died! (laughs) Like, I don't... I think it needs more time. I think it needs more time. I trust. I, I trust that Marvel. It has something to do with some sort of like storyline. Yeah, exactly. I assume. I, but... I trust Marvel. I trust Ryan Coogler. I'm sure it'll be respectful. I'm sure it'll be good. But it is the most worrying of the list. Yeah. Yeah, and the rumors that I'm seeing about what's going to happen are so dumb. Well, I don't trust any of the rumors that I see, except for all the ones about Spider-Man, because there's a, a thousand of them. <laughs> like, except they can't all any, be wrong. Except for any rumors about Tower Did you see that yesterday to... Garfield said he's officially not in it? Garfield's full of shit. I don't care what he says. But yeah, no, the one that I keep seeing for Panther is that... Because, you know, they're supposed to be doing the whole multiverse and everything. Yeah. There's something that's going to happen with the multiverse. They're going to bring... Michael B. Jordan back. Oh, that makes sense. I could see and that happening. And then he's gonna he's gonna take on the mantle and train Shuri. I feel like people wouldn't be upset about that because I people like, like they, people liked yeah, his people character so much, even though Kilmer. yeah, even though he's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't agree with bringing him back, but I could see them doing that. I think that should just be I think it should just be Shuri. I think that should just be she doesn't she doesn't really want to do it, and then she realizes she kind of has to do it. Like I think that's just or just just be absolutely horrible and uh give the black panther mantle to uh what's his face the dude who just won the oscar over chad oh, <laughs> anthony no. hopkins he's already uh odin you're gonna have odin be no no no, no not not anthony hopkins <laughs> who's the other dude won something too oh oh the guy who plays kawabi uh, or whatever his name yeah is. oh my god yeah. The guy from, uh, get out. Alawajan. Get out. Alawajan or whatever. Okay. Yes. Something Alawajan or him. Yeah. I thought he won. He won best. He won best and... supporting actor at the Oscars yeah, this year. Yes. Did. That's what it was. Supporting actor uh, for the Black Messiah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. First of all, good for him. Um, don't do that because his character sucks. Um... Right. <laughs> his character did. Suck. <laughs> I. Th- I think that they should do what Chris is like. The movie will be called Black Panther because it has to be, but maybe none of them take it up. Maybe they just retire the Black Panther mantle, and then it's just about Shuri and Okoye and Umbaku and Nakia, and they're just their own. I think they're just their own team. I think at this point, the natural progression is like women of color or women in general just taking over and taking some of these positions. So I think that that would be that would make sense. But whatever. <laughs> All right, we got to move on because we're already running long. We got to get to this movie, and I got a couple other things here. Um, um like we're going to be talking about this movie. Uh, I have six and a half hours worth of material oh, in this movie. Nikki has to feed the baby. That's all right. We'll move through these ones real quick if what she are wants. What for? Um, 
What are you doing next? Well, I have a question, but then I was also just got a few oh, small the- things. Uh, Jungle Cruise is expected to reopen at Disneyland this summer with the updated story scenes, and uh, Disney plans to unveil their new Disneyland annual pass program by the end of 2021. It's too long. I need it next month. I can't afford it. Can't afford <laughs> these tickets. I, I wish uh, the Jungle Cruise would open like in two weeks. Nope. Summer. They didn't even give a date, but summer. It's still going in Florida. Like, they're just running it. It's just running, but it's missing, like, half the scenes. They're just taking stuff out as people are on it. Like, it's so funny. I feel like they shouldn't do that, but I get it. Um, Walt Disney World and most of Florida is stopping temperature checks. You're not going to do temperature checks anymore. They didn't say they were not doing temperature checks for guests. They said they were phasing them out for cast members. Right, but that... Only means that a next to phase out is for guests. I will be honest with you. We take temperature checks at work. I always forget. <laughs> I always forget. And the, te- go. the temperature checks mean nothing. Like they, they, don't. they basically mean that's nothing. That's what somebody was saying. It's like it's theater. It's uh, COVID theater. Or they, whatever. They basically mean nothing. But also, uh, some of the parks in Florida, not Disney, but Universal Studios has already said they're going to start doing the three feet instead of the six. And, um, I've heard that like SeaWorld and the others are soon to be following suit. Yeah. So we'll see about that. The only other things I have written down here are, um, we already talked about the Bad Batch. Episode one went out on May the 4th. Um, a few more movies were removed from Disney Plus recently. Blue Skies Epic, which just went up a couple months ago. So, And 20th Century's Big, Tom Hanks's Big, uh, were both taken off of Disney Plus alongside Red Tails, which we talked about last week. But if you didn't stick around until the end of the episode, you might not have heard it. So Red Tails, uh, it's gone. Disney Plus took it off. I don't know where Epic Losers. and Big went. No idea. But they are gone. Go ahead. Carly Whitehall's friend. Did say that cast uh, guests are going to be getting. It's going to be beginning to phase out the temperature checks for guests for Disney World on May sixteenth. Oh, okay. So it is for us too. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for that. So let's move on to the question. It'll be quick. Uh, questions from uh, Lori. Which of the package era movies, the movie after Bambi, but the movies before Cinderella is your favorite? And which of the Disney movies from the 1960s are your favorite? We're going to go through every era, but like this might be it. This might be the end of the era. People need to stop asking us questions about the eras. Don't stop asking us questions, but it's always the same. Uh, So of the package era, I wrote them down. So we have Saludos Amigos, The Three Caballeros, Make Mine Music, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody Time, and The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I've only seen one of those. Is it the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad? It is. <laughs> That's probably the most famous. That's uh, the Three Caballeros. Um, I haven't seen some of these in a long time. I'm just gonna say Ichabod and Mr. Toad. That's like the most movie of them. Um, I I already forgot which ones you said. <laughs> I heard Three Caballeros, which is who I'm probably going with. Make mine music, fun and fancy free. Saludos amigos, melody time. The Adventures of Is uh, Mr. Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yeah, I'm going with the three Caballeros. Nikki, do you have one? Have you seen any of these movies recently? Uh, n- uh, not recently. Yeah, I think I've only seen three of them recently. What? Are, it... Yeah, because they're not even on Disney Plus. Yeah, fun and uh, make my music fun and fancy free and. Oh, fun and fancy free is on here. Oh, it is on there now. Okay. I think yeah, I thought that my... was one of the ones that was missing. I think I think it's just. Isn't it Make My Music and Saludos Amigos? Are those the only two? No. No, Saludos Amigos is on there because I watched it. It's Make My Music and Melody Time then. 
Yes. I think those are missing from I Disney Plus. I remember liking those ones. Most of how I saw them was like sing-along tapes or like shorts. They would they would separate the shorts. I'm pretty sure Melody Time is the one that has like the characters skiing, skiing, and the clock. Is that what I'm thinking of? Oh, is there a clock? There's a there's hats and like a house. <laughs> there's like the dancing hats. I don't those that era of Disney is super weird because it's like Disney they make their first five animated movies and then uh, they get roped into making all this shit for the war. Like, they're making a bunch of cartoons for the war, and the studio gets taken over by, like, the army. Like, people are, like, living in the Disney studios. So they're making all these movies on the cheap, which are just a bunch of shorts put together during that time. And um, then they come back with Cinderella, and the studio saved. Yay! (laughs) Thanks, Cinderella. You saved us. As for uh, Disney movies of the 60s, um, I don't know if she meant just animated because there was only three animated movies released in the 60s. Um, 101 Dalmatians, The Sword in the Stone, and The Jungle Book. Um, Of those, my favorite is The Jungle Book. Mm. That is a tough choice. Read it again. 101 Dalmatians, The Sword in the Stone, and The Jungle Book. Canine Crunchies. (laughs) I love love all three of those, but I'm going with The Sword in the Stone. We just watched Sword and Stone not that recently, and I didn't like it very much. I didn't think it was very good. Fucking wrong. It's okay. It hasn't aged well. I like Merlin. I like Merlin, but I didn't like Merlin. I like Artemides too. He's cool. Now I gotta find the Canine Crunchy song. Hold on. Um, but I also took the time because, like, she just said Disney movies, not animated. So I wrote down some of the more significant uh, live-action films as well. Uh, because the real answer is in here. Uh, Pollyanna, Swiss Family Robinsons, The Absent-Minded Professor, The Parent Trap, Babes in Toyland, Mary Poppins, The Monkey's Uncle, That Darn Cat, The Happiest Millionaire, The Love Bug, and The Computer War Tennis Shoes. Obviously! That Darn Cat? It's The Computer War Tennis Shoes. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the original <laughs> film to the movie we're talking about today. Uh, Mary Poppins is the actual answer. Mary Poppins is the oh. actual answer. Mary Poppins, yeah, Mary Poppins is on there. Mary Poppins is good, but I really like the original Parent Trap. Mary Poppins is another movie I haven't watched recently, so maybe it's not as great, but, like, it's just, it's everything that Walt wanted to be, like, as a filmmaker. Like, it just, Mary Poppins is his magnum opus. That's why they made a movie about the making of Mary Poppins. His magnum opus? Yeah. Yeah, that movie's good. Like, his, like, his biggest... That movie's good. Like what he want? Yes, like he what he wanted to make. It's his passion project. His passion projects were Mary Poppins and Disneyland. Those were his passion projects. And Epcot, which he died before he could turn into what he wanted it to be. The only thing about Mary Poppins is it's so long. It is very long. It's like two and a half hours long. It is a long movie. Damn. But yes, Mary Poppins is my favorite, and then I would say the Jungle Book uh, movie. I like a lot. I like Jungle Book a lot. Do you have a favorite of these? Did you say already? No, I didn't. You skipped me. Oh. Well, answer. No. Why? We, we, we didn't skip anybody. We were just kind of all shooting fire. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it one or one? Well, he moved on to the live action movies before he asked me. Well, oh. any of them. Pick any of them, live action or animated. Blah, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the correct answer. Uh. And what about the animated one? I don't know. I don't. I feel the same about all of them, honestly. We watched 101 Nomations fairly recently. Yeah, we did. It wasn't that bad. It was good. It's good. It's a good movie. Canine Crunchy. I mean, Jungle Book is fine too. I don't know. I just I have absolutely no affection for any of them. The Jungle Book. Jungle Book rules. 
It's okay. Jungle rules. It's I. All right. Well, now that we've talked for an hour, let's talk another hour about. Um... Oh my god, we are not going to talk about this big we'll for an about hour. hour. No, we're going to talk about it for an hour. Okay, we are. Yep. Let's move on to an our hour. It's a uh, long time. I feel. You know what? We might if we start going off on tangents. I found out more interesting <laughs> thing, true. more interesting things uh, about the movie than I did about like <laughs> yeah, that's true. The movie you itself. Really did. All right, moving on to our featured film discussion on the strongest man in the world. Is there anything else, my son? And one piece of pizza. Must admit, very unusual ingredients for medical formula. However, ways of Western people I not quite understand. That sounds crazy to me, too. Well, what else can you expect from this dopey kid? He's come up with a formula that's just screwy enough to work. Come on, let's get this over to Harry. That crinkle cereal guy's waiting for it. Spoilers for the strongest man in the world. Medfield College science major Dexter Riley and his classmates are working on a new vitamin compound when a lab accident creates a supercharged mix that ends up in Dexter's cereal box. After breakfast the next morning, Dexter is transformed, possessing a superhuman strength that levels lampposts and destroys doorknobs. The powerful formula comes to the attention of the college dean and two rival cereal companies, touching off on a hilarious chain of events. Ultimately, control of the money-making formula rides on a weightlifting match between the pitifully small medfield team and the superior state challengers released in 1975 directed by vincent mckivity starring kurt russell joe flynn eve arden caesar romero and phil silvers among others i'd like to make a correction last week i said this was a wonderful world of disney movie this is not a wonderful world of disney movie i couldn't find out if this was released theatrically or not but the computer war tennis shoes was a theatrically released film and this is actually the third in the series that the Computer War Tennis Shoes started. The second being Now You See Him, Now You Don't. I had no idea this was a sequel to anything because this movie is batshit insane. Um, so it came out in theaters? I couldn't find like any proof of that, but it was not a Wonderful World of Disney movie. This is like an actual movie that they released. Like, wow. theat- like I assume theatrically because uh, you couldn't VHS wasn't a thing in the 70s. That's insane. Yeah. Well, you didn't. You noticed there were no commercial break moments, and, like mm. when you were watching it, unlike Hacksaw and the other one. That goes to Buckley. Yeah, both movies that were better than this one. I'll say it right now, <laughs> both of those movies were better than this one. This uh, movie. I don't know. I don't think I would. Okay, so f- film-wise, yeah, it's probably better than Hacksaw, and I didn't dislike Hacksaw, but it was Hacksaw was definitely like more boring. I didn't like this movie either. This movie's nuts. Like, I had no idea. I thought I knew what this movie was about just based on the title and the image. Uh, But that's not what it's about, even remotely. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Rivalry. Did you read it? Yeah, I read the the description. But it's... uh, It's really stupid. It's wild. It's a wild movie. Wild and stupid. The premise of it just does not match, like, what actually happens... And it's, like, the whole, like, when we're watching it, I'm just, like, who is this movie for? No one. But I guess it isn't really for anybody. It's meant to be a comedy, but it's really not that funny. It's just watching a bunch of older white men get into, like, shenanigans for, like, next to no reason. And it's just dumb. <laughs> it's very stupid. You gotta, yeah. 
you gotta remember that the 70s was a weird time. Walt died. Nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. Obviously. In the... Kurt Russell. Yes. Because we read that thing last... <laughs> we read that thing last week. We It was off mic. We had already finished recording. But we realized that we were talking about Wyatt Russell in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we got a Kurt Russell movie from Kurt, his dad in his glory days as like a Disney star. Like, And one of the last things that was discovered about Walt before he died was that he wrote Kurt Russell's name on a piece of paper and nobody has any idea why he wrote that or what it means, including Kurt Russell. But after that, Kurt Russell would go on to sign a 10-year deal with Disney and be in a ton of Disney movies, including these three, this trilogy. Anyway, Kurt Russell is in this movie, but you wouldn't know it because he's actually barely in this movie. He's in it for like three scenes. I thought this was a Kurt Russell movie. It is not a Kurt Russell movie. It is a whoever the, what's the name of the principal it changes i mean i guess it's about him but the lead changes like every like 15 minutes (laughs) it's like every 15 minutes they just swap to the next person and it's about them for like a few minutes and then it moves on to somebody else and i hate that so much because it does not make sense because the premise of it is sorry the premise of it is about the serial thing they literally could have just been like they could have stopped at, like, the board meeting with the stupid shenanigans and hopping from character to character and been like, oh, there's competition. And they could have done it at the end where, like, the serial didn't make them strong, but it did something else. And they could have had the whole... The ending could have been the same. They could have just stretched the ending to be longer. And it just... It's done. It's... I don't understand why they did that. Like, who watched this and was like, yeah, that's a great idea? Who? <laughs> I thought it was going to be about... That he gets super strong through his little serum, and then he has to be, he's like in a weightlifting contest. Like, I thought yeah. that the movie would be more of a sports movie. Yeah. But it's, there's a lot of nonsense involving this, like, the school's in trouble. We have to go, like, figure out what's going on. How do we save the school? How do we make money to save the school? Well, we came up with this super serum. Oh, instead of just, like, let's make money by winning a bunch of competitions the dean's like let's go to this cereal company and tell them that their cereal made you super strong and then we'll use the cereal company to sponsor the event so that they'll give us money but there's another cereal company who they're going to compete against and that cereal company wants the formula so they hire a bunch of criminals to go try to find the formula so now we spend 20 minutes with the criminals trying to get the formula. It is this movie is batshit insane. I had no idea where it was going every single time anything happened. It's so contrived and it does it for like no reason. It's meant to be like quirky shenanigans but it's not. It just makes absolutely no sense. And why? Why movie? Why? Disney didn't know what they were doing. I never saw the originals. Like I said, I didn't know this was a sequel. So I have no idea if the computer wore tennis shoes is this crazy. But I have to assume it's not. Right? I have to assume Kurt Russell matters more in that movie. He's literally in the first like 10 minutes of this movie. And then it just becomes about the, the Dean. And then it becomes about the serial people. And then the other serial people. And then the criminals. Like, And then he's just gone for 40 minutes. And then the ending is about Kurt Russell. Because yeah. he has to, like, use the the old car to, like, go get the serum so that he can get strong again and break a bunch of rules. I assume there's <laughs> none of the things they did were legal in that tournament. Just a, oh, yeah, for sure. Just a strange, strange movie. I thought it was super weird during the tournament where the guy's arm stretched. 
Yeah. That was the weirdest part of the whole movie, because even okay. within the movie's logic, it doesn't make sense. No, it didn't. And so his arms were just hanging long, and of course it looked weird, because it's... The 70s? Yeah. The the thing that I didn't like, too, is that if you're going to switch from lead to lead, at least make the characters, like, halfway decent and likable. Like, the Dean is atrocious. Like, he's not funny. He's not charming. He's just annoying. And he's selfish. And you... And, and, and in no way, shape, or form do you root for him. The spy guy is, like, sneaky and, like, uh what do you call it he's just like he's not he's just not a good guy he's he's uh what do you call it it's like what conniving like what do you yeah, want yeah sure he's conniving he's not he's his intentions are bad he's he's just not good and then the um criminals the criminals they were they were probably like <laughs> the most entertaining part of yeah them. they're probably the most entertaining part caesar romero baby even though it was like like it didn't make sense to the rest of it um and then the one that i liked the most who they didn't do anything with but i thought would have been the most compelling one was the professor but he never really does anything no like the movie would have been better if they had focused on some of the better characters like if kurt russell had been in it more it would have been more compelling if the professor had been in it more it would have been more compelling but like they spent so much time with all these like old white guys that are just in it for themselves and, like, don't have any heart or, like, you know, like, no no good intentions. So it's like, why do I want to watch these guys, like, try to steal and make money and blah, blah, blah? You know? Like, th- that's not appealing to me. <laughs> and it's not funny either. There are so many old white men in this movie. Like, so many. <laughs> so many. Like, the- too many. <laughs> Too many. The dean is an old white man. The like entire like cereal board on both cereal companies, all old white men on the board. Except for the lady. Except for the lady who's the head of one of them. <laughs> and she's also the principal from um Greece. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I saw her and I'm like, she looks so familiar. I'm pretty sure she's the She's from Greece. Principal from Greece. So yeah. I looked it up and she was. That's so funny. We were talking about Greece last night. <laughs> we were talking about Greece last night. Um but yeah, and then like the board of education, like the school board, they come to the meeting, they come to the final tournament, and they're all old white guys. Like they're, and they're like in the front <laughs> of this like college like weightlifting competition. Like nobody thinks this is weird. Yeah, like so many old white men, and it it's funny because every time like a new character is introduced, like everybody all knows everybody. Like everybody knew who Caesar Romero, like, like criminal, they all knew who he was. And I was like, so confused because I thought I missed a scene. And then it ended up being just because he's a character from the other two movies. So like they were already had established relationships. I'm just like, how does Kurt Russell know this guy? We just met this guy. Uh, no, uh, Kurt Russell's friend, the one with the dog. How yeah. did he know him? Apparently from the other movies. That's how they knew. Right. Right. I didn't like that guy yeah, that either. My favorite character. Who was? The dog. Oh, the dog. The dog's the best character. Yeah. That scene where he ate the food. Oh, and he starts barking in that like demonic, Ooh, weird voice. Dog. Door. That's yeah. yeah I. My favorite scene is when 
Kurt Russell is just finding out that he has his powers. He's like breaking everything. He like bends the lamppost and bends it back. There's the scene where they get to the campus and he like goes to like dunk the ball, right? And he dunk he jumps like ten feet in the air, dunks the ball into the basketball hoop and breaks the basketball hoop. And he goes to like start running off, and then his like girlfriend is like, is like Dexter, where are you going? Class is this way. Like, what do you mean class is this way? Did you not just see him jump ten feet in the air and break the hoop? Why is that your first question? Uh. Uh. Well, they also something wasn't right when he bent the pole. But nobody seemed to care. They were just like, yeah, it's fine. They're just like, it's fine. Who cares? It's just what a uh, just a bizarre series of things happened in this movie. The scene where the dean is like reprimanding that heavy set guy oh for like eating, God. like that um, was the worst. I, it was the seventies, so I mean a different time. But boy, do I sure hate when a fat character's only existence is to be a fat character. Character and have to be disciplined for their eating. Eating, eating jelly beans fell out of his pocket. Yeah. Like fuck off. It was that was the worst. Yeah, and then, that, was, that was pretty bad. And then that character never comes back. He's only there to be fat. Like, that's it, his existence. It definitely dated this movie pretty badly, that one scene. But th- they were still doing these kind of jokes up till recently, though. Yeah. That's bad. Um, All the guys, all the white, old white guys in this movie, they all make, like, really stupid faces. Like, the Dean makes a really stupid face when the cow steps on his uh, foot. And then that's the, comedy, baby. Yeah, it, well, that's what they thought, and I'm just like, it. it it's a family phys- comedy. It's a family comedy know, from the seventies. It made me physically uncomfortable. I'm like, why are they making these faces? Like, that doesn't even make sense. And then the um, the the second cereal company CEO or whatever, he keeps making faces when he tries when he eats the cereal and thinks he's strong or whatever, and it's just like, what the hell? Like, and they go on for so long. It's like. You really sat there and made him make all those faces and then used all of them. Like, Well, the scene where the Dean is first showing off to the cereal company. Oh like, my god, so long! He shows off so that long he's, and so stupid. he's trying to prove that the serum worked. And he's like showing off by lifting things up and jumping around. And that scene goes on and on and on. Like, they get it. You picked up the weights. They understood. You don't have to do all this other nonsense. And then they're all just break the table. Yeah, break the table, and then they're just all okay with it. Like, yeah, okay, we'll still help you. And then break the foundation. He started to break. He finally started to break the room, and they're like, "All right, we're done." (laughs) Five minutes into the scene, we're finally finished with the scene. (laughs) Like, it took him destroying the whole building. Yeah, the funniest joke in the movie is when the inside guy and the head of the other cereal company are talking to each other on the phone and like going over like the plan and then they zoom out and they're both in phones next to each phone booths next to each other that's that's the funniest scene in the movie i know but like it's it's a low bar it's a low bar that's the funniest yeah low-hanging fruit that's the funniest scene and then when the guy's arms stretch out just because i was like what the fuck why did this happen We're for real. What you can do about it? Why is nobody else freaking out? Because <laughs> that's just the kind like, of things that happen in this movie. Like, why is this guy just walking with his arms like that? What are we gonna do for him? Yeah, and the other guy who finally got the weight over his head, his arms wouldn't go back down. <laughs> oh, I believe that more than I believe the arm stretching. Like muscles right. lock up. Yeah. Also, that man was also, so tall. And right. College, right? It is college. Yeah. Okay, so why did the other team of weightlifters look so old? <laughs> 
<laughs> They're old guys in college. That was pretty funny too. That they were all like super buff, so like buff. supermen. Like that was that was a pretty funny scene too. I thought that was funny. Um, I also don't understand the cow thing. Oh, what with it producing milk or them just wanting to help the cow? Just want, just why was the cow inside? <laughs> well, they were <laughs> they're feeding it. They're testing. Yeah, it. Yeah, they were making vitamins. Or yeah, that was their for that the was cow. their whole like thing. That's how they got the serum to begin with. They were trying oh, to help the cow. Yeah. And then the professor got fired. Until he wasn't fired. Until he wasn't fired? Because Kurt Russell said that he made him strong. And then it turned out it wasn't. It was because they fucked up and spilled something accidentally in the formula. Uh, I hope that cow got strong. Right. I... So the cereal... They... They, the cereal is what they're feeding the cow. They spill the formula into the into the cereal, and the cereal is what becomes the thing that makes them super strong. And Kurt Russell, he takes one bite of the cereal in the morning the next day, and he becomes super strong. He knows something's wrong because smoke literally blew out of his mouth. And then he's just like, yeah, feed it to the dog. Like, they feed it to the dog the very next scene. Like, why didn't Kurt Russell stop him from giving it to the dog? He knew that something was wrong with it. They keep eating this fucking cereal. Get rid of it! Uh, and Krista didn't like the Krista didn't like that the cereal like popped. You didn't like whenever they showed the cereal. No, it looked weird when it was like shaking. I don't know. I thought that part was so stupid. It was really stupid. That's just early special effects. They just wanted the you to know. The only thing that I liked about this movie was I liked that the strength serum didn't last. I felt like that was like a little bit more like uh, believable. You know, and stuff like that. But that's the only thing I liked. <laughs> you don't like Kurt Russell? He's I, a, I thought Kurt he's Russell was an attractive was man. Good. He was, I mean, I, honestly, there's not a man alive that can dress in 70s gear that I find attractive. Like, I just, the hair and the pants, like, it just it makes me want to barf. Like, I don't know who came up with all of the 70s trends, but. They were an ugly person because there I've never oh, seen yeah. somebody in seventies gear. Um, that's actually not true. Wanda was pretty attractive when she was in the seventies gear, but that's it. Well, there's like no women in this movie, so very few. Yeah, the seventies were weird. To I don't, I'm not from the seventies. I don't know anything about the seventies. I was born in the nineties, but the seventies seemed like a weird time because it's between the sixties and the eighties, which both have such distinct identities. Yeah, and like the seventies is just kind of like the 60s but worse right. like that's how the, that's how the 70s always comes up to me yeah. like in terms of like fashion and style and everything. like all the guys have like just fluffy big hair terrible and the ugly collars like hate it <laughs> you don't find them attractive none of them i don't think i've ever seen a man from the 70s that i found attractive kurt, what was grace kurt russell's a, uh, i think grace takes place in the 50s though Oh, okay. Reese's 50s. Okay, yeah. See, Came out in the 70s. 50s, good. 70s, bad. <laughs> Kurt Russell's attractive. He's more attractive than his no, son. He's, he... <laughs> no offense to Wyatt. <laughs> well, I mean... Wyatt's horrible. We don't like Wyatt. No, Wyatt's fine. It's the character you don't like. Wyatt did nothing wrong. He just like, he got a job and he did it. <laughs> too good. He must it well if you hate him so much. He did it too good. <laughs> he did it too good. <laughs> You know, Give that guy an Oscar. I hate him so much. You know, <laughs> Kurt Russell's pretty attractive, like old too. Like he looks good as ego. Like he pulls off that no. salt and pepper hair pretty good. No, no he's he good. Doesn't. No, I think he's attractive as an old man. Yeah. I think he's attractive as an old man. No, I think he's. Uh, how old is he now? Sixty. He's doing sixty well. No, seventy. Seventy. Like, sure, he's even older better. Than that. 
even better. Nikki, do you think he's attractive? Do you like Kurt him older, do you? Yeah. Now? In this movie, or now, I guess. You know, for Nana. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to go get with him. She said He's happily married to Goldie Hawn and has been for... Oh, that's right. To Kate Hudson's mom. Um, I think he's attractive, yeah. I do think he's more attractive than his son. They have similar jaw lines. That's what they have. Oh, they it's totally copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> that's just just watching this movie like they were they're probably about the same age like when he was in this movie and Wyatt now and I just couldn't not notice it every time he's on screen like wow. They look very similar. But yeah, I don't know what else am I supposed to say about this movie. Cesar Romero's in it. He's the Joker from the 1960s Batman show. That's fun, I guess. That's who he was. Yeah. I knew that guy looked familiar. Yeah, he looks cool as hell in his like red. When they're talking, he looks cool as hell in his like red and black uh, poke or not polka dot uh, like checkerboard outfit. He looks cool in that. He looks suave. The other guy seemed hell familiar too. His sidekick. I looked partner. him up and I could not find anything that I knew him from. Yeah, I, that's what I was. That's what I did too. I think he's just got a look. I think he's just got a look. I guess. You know who the professor looks like? I don't know if you watch it, but um. He looks like the guy who was in The Incredibles 2. He's in Better Call Saul. Oh, jo- uh, Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. He does kind of look like him. looks like him, so I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's like his dad or something. It it's not. It doesn't look like they're related at all. No, but they do look very similar to me anyway. Um, Joe Flynn, who plays the Dean, uh, tragically passed away before this movie was um released uh very sad he was in uh all three of these movies and he was also uh did voice work in (laughs) a movie that keeps coming up the rescuers he was mr snoops in the rescuers um he had drowned in a swimming pool at his home in a parent accident uh in july of 1974 the year before this movie came out so very sad um, not a fan of his character, but tragic that he passed away. Um, otherwise, the only other thing I really have to say is that the this whole trilogy, which Disney has dubbed the Dexter Riley trilogy because they put them all on like DVD together or something. Um, there are references to these movies in the queue to Journey into Imagination in Epcot. Um, really? Yes, there's like a door that leads to the Dean's office. Um, and I cool. and I believe there are props from the movies like in the queue and over the intercom like sometimes they'll like have fake announcements of from the science institute they will call for Dexter Riley to come to a certain area oh nice so these movies have a legacy I don't know if it's a good legacy but they have a legacy to the point where they are still referenced in the Disney parks and the computer where it's tennis shoes got a Wonderful World of Disney made-for-TV movie remake in the 90s, directed by Peyton Reed, who would go on to direct Ant-Man <laughs> and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, that was the one that had Kurt Cameron Kirk in it. Kirk Cameron, correct. God's Kirk. favorite man, Kirk Cameron. God, God's favorite. Do you have anything else? You wrote a bunch of notes, but I don't see you like actually... Like... I said all of them. You said them all already? You wrote so many. Oh, okay. The intro... It gets a zero out of ten because it's terrible. And I hate it. it was I stupid. I like animated intros, but it didn't move enough. It wasn't no, very it animated. Was um, yeah, that it was a little much. I like animated intros too. Yeah, the one in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Mwah. 
beautiful animated yeah. intro. I do. I like it. They were walking around like a stupid posse after he got all strong. I thought that was dumb. <laughs> They're friends. Uh, sure. They hang out together in class. I said um, the board meeting was super stupid, and yep. I hated that. Yep. Um, the board members acted really stupid. They didn't <laughs> act like board members, which I hated. They were very excited. It was weird that they kept calling everybody cousin and aunt and uncole. Well, like, I were they all related? Family. They're yeah, all supposed to be related. Yeah, that's it's a family corporation. That's so weird. I that's, like the name well, of the. That's how it used to be. I like the name of the cereal. What is it? Crinkly Crunch. I like that. Crinkly Crunch. Um, Crumply Crunch. Crumply Crunch. Yeah, they like crunchies. At I said that the way that we get from point A to point B in the plot is dumb because it's always well. There is no point A and point B. There is no point A. And I'm point just B. saying, like the whole thing is dumb. And then um, there's five different male leads, and then I just wrote why question mark. And then I said the the movie is constantly changing. Like it's constantly about something new, and it doesn't segue into each thing. I guess it does segue into each thing well, but it's not interesting to watch. Well, that's what I said. The problem is, like, they set everything up to be about one specific... Like, it's... We know that the school needs money. The dean is going to lose his job if he doesn't get money. He's mad at the science guy because he's using up too much of the money. They come up with this formula, this accidental formula. It makes Kurt Russell super strong. They want to put on a weight tournament to save the school that is the plot of your movie everything else in between is dumb yeah it's dumb everything else is dumb going to the cereal companies is stupid going to the rival cereal company is stupid having the guy the criminals is stupid going to going to the chinese guy and having him like hypnotize acupuncture acupuncture, hypnotize the other guy which we didn't even talk about and then he steals a police car and like suddenly the police chief is a character we're supposed to give a shit about yeah he was also (laughs) annoying and lame Hated him too. All of that completely wrong. Every character is just so bad. Like, they're just not funny. Like, I don't know why they thought that was funny. It wasn't funny. Kurt Russell has a girlfriend in the first scene and then she's never comes back. Yeah. Dumb. Nikki's right. The best character was the dog. <laughs> the cute one, not the scary one. Uh, why was that? Why was that dog able to just run around town tormenting this dog? Like, right. why was he like at the door, like right. trying to get it? Like, who whose dog is this? Somebody, somebody get this dog. Also, the advice that they gave to the smaller dog, the science kid, was like, you need to stand up for yourself and like fight that other dog. It's like that other dog will kill this dog. He's twice as big. No, oh my god, that's and horrible those advice. Dogs, those dogs are known for being aggressive too. The Rottweiler, yeah, like. Or is it a Rottweiler? That was a Doberman. Is it a Pincher? What was it? I think it's a Pincher. A Doberman. Pincher. Doberman, yeah. Doberman. It wasn't a Rottweiler. It was, I, don't, I don't remember or else I'd be able to tell you. I think it's a Pincher. It wasn't big enough to be a Rottweiler, I don't think. Like, beefy enough. It was a skinny dog. Yeah, it was then a Doberman. probably a Doberman Pincher. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Anyway, don't tell that dog to go fight the other dog. The other dog would get its ass kicked. But yeah, oh, like... Coconut! No, hey. no. I mean, unless you give him the serum and he goes... I was. I was like, give him the serum. Give him food, yeah. He'll be fine. Food on a plate. Don't bring my 17-year-old into this. Oh, yeah. And then, like, later in the movie, like, he, the criminals are, like, have Kurt Russell cornered because he goes back to get the, the serum in the middle of the tournament, which shouldn't be legal. They're, like, waiting on him to get back so he can take his drugs, basically, and win. <laughs> like, he shouldn't have been allowed to do that. But anyway, he gets ambushed by the criminals. He takes more of the serum. And then he, like, fights them all. And it's like, this is the movie. This is what the movie should be. It should be about yeah. Kurt Russell being super strong. Exactly. <laughs> this is what the movie right. should be. And, and it's only the last five minutes. It is the last five minutes. Literally, the competition ends and then the movie ends. Like, it goes to black. Like, that's it. They win and it. that's it. That's the end of the movie. And they keep... 
He like poured the serum in like the car to make it go faster. How did he know it was going to work? <laughs> How did he know that was going to work? Oh, and uh, this is, I promise this is the last thing and then we'll wrap up. When he's, he steals, he takes the car, he's in the Dean's car. He has to drive back to the school, get the serum and then drive back to the tournament because they're out of the serum and he gets pulled over by the cops because his car is falling apart and he's driving super fast and he's at like a red light, right? And he stopped and the cops are like trying to like talk to him and everything. And the light turns green. He's like, sorry, cops, I got to go. And he zooms off. He zooms off like he's avoiding the cops. Why did he stop at the red light? If he was just going to run away from the cops anyway, why did he stop at the red light? You chose to break one law, but not the other. (laughs) What a weird scene. I think they just wanted him holding the car back with his feet. Like that was just what they wanted. They wanted that visual gag. Yeah, that's why that's. There. all the special effects in this movie come at the end like all yeah. of them the car falling apart him punching a bunch of guys that fly through the air the stretchy arms for no reason that's what this movie was all leading up to what a strange weird movie i will say there. i will watch the other two because I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued now so i want to see how bad the other ones are well the review that's on wikipedia says that it's not nearly as good, funny as the first one but it's way better than the second one. So how bad is the second one? Pretty bad. <laughs> uh, well, maybe we'll get them one day. <laughs> All right, okay. we'll wrap. We'll wrap it up. Um, you got a view, or a view? Uh, you got to listen on your episode today as we were recording. Yeah, very good. Three whole downloads. Yeah, sorry that episode was late. Um, one of them was not me because I was at work. So. Oh, we got to talk about my surgery after this, too. Um, okay. Um, the strongest man in the world. Plus or bust, Brady? Uh, it's a bust. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Nikki, plus or bust? It's a bust. Yeah, bad. It bad movie. Carissa? It's a bust. Yeah, I also give it a bust. Uh, not good. A crazy movie. If you really want to see like a weird-ass movie from the 70s, I mean, watch it. Go ahead. But it's uh, it's very strange. It is a strange movie, and it's not great. Didn't didn't love it. Yeah. <sighs> but let's find out what we will be watching next time. <sighs> Are you ready? No. Are you ready? No. What do you hope it is? The computer word tension? Do it. No. I just... Dum, bum, bum, First two. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I hope it's not an old movie. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. We got our first bit. We got our first bad sequel return or uh, video sequel. We got Return to Neverland. Peter Pan, Return to Neverland from two thousand two. Oh, I actually like that movie. Remember that time Matthew went? I would watch it over and over again. Remember when we were supposed to go to the movie theaters to see it, but we went to see Big Fat Liar instead. <laughs> That's a true story. Wait. Well, we were trying to decide at home which movie we should see because it was either this or Big Fat Liar. They were in theaters. My our, our dad was taking us to see a movie, which he never does and barely did after that. And we went and saw Big Fat Liar instead. Uh, I do remember seeing Big Fat Liar, but I also remember watching this on VHS over and over and over. I remember wa- you watching Little Mermaid 2 over and over again. Oh, yeah. And Lion King 2. And yeah. But I don't remember this Lion one. The King. only thing I remember about this one is that uh, war is in it, like World War Two, I think, is depicted in it. Yeah. And yeah. there's a giant octopus instead of a giant crocodile. So great. We're going to watch Return to Neverland. Um, before I wrap up, just um, this episode will go out next week as planned. Um, this coming Monday, the 10th, I have to have a surgery 
just a kind of unexpected little surgery. Well, it's not unexpected. We've known about it for a couple months, but unexpected in that I didn't know I was going to have to have a surgery. I don't know how I will feel next week to be able to record, but as soon as we are able to record, we will record for this episode. So if there is a week where there is no episode, know that that is why. I'm going to try to get this one up before the surgery. It'll go out after the surgery, but you will hear it. Uh, But I will edit it before the surgery. So that's it. That's all I was going to say. We'll see uh how everything is afterwards if uh i can record next week or not either way our next movie will be return to neverland the sequel to walt disney's peter pan (laughs) from 2002 joy this one got released in theaters they thought this one was good enough to go in theaters i don't remember it going to theaters i thought it was a straight to dvd no this one i don't know if i've ever seen it this one in the jungle book 2 Went direct, uh, went straight to went went to theaters. Jungle book. They went to theaters. I don't even remember the Jungle Book two. Barely. Uh, I know there's a girl in it. John Goodman plays Baloo. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. This one went to theaters. Anyway, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Plus or Bust a Disney Podcast. If you liked it, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave reviews. Five stars preferred. Write us a review. We will read it on air. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Plus or Bust. You can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Plus or Bust. We post polls and all kinds of things every week about the episode and Disney news, stuff like that. You can send us an email where you can ask us questions like Lori did at Disney Plus or Bust at gmail.com. Other than that, we will see you next week with Return to Neverland. Bye. 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 I think it's very funny that Nikki went to a Mexican, went to a Mexican restaurant, restaurant on Cinco de, de Mayo and all she was getting was rice and beans. What a fucking white, white girl. Right? She didn't even go to a good Mexican restaurant. Well, my thing is like, she just got rice and beans. Like, she could have got that from Taco Bell. <laughs> Where did she go? I think she goes to Jalisco's. Where is that at? I think the one they go to is down Balfour, across the street from Food Max. Hmm. And it's not good? Or? I haven't had that one, but I prefer La Costa. Or the other Jalisco's. Yeah, La Costa's good. La Costa's busy, even when it's not Cinco de Mayo, so I can only imagine right now. Right. uh, What it's like. I went went there last year on Cinco de Mayo, and it wasn't too bad. It's like the seventh stage of hell. They go really fast, though, so... Most Mexican food should. It's easy. Well, I mean, I guess I don't know that because I don't make Mexican food, but... Most Mexican places I've been to, food comes up pretty quick. It should, but here we are. Well, it's Cinco de Mayo. Well, shut up. (laughs) How are your rice and beans? Your Cinco de Mayo rice and beans? (laughs) Delicious. Delicious. It better be the best rice and beans you ever had. Delicious. You had to wait forever. I tell you what. I tell you what. I'm having pizza next year. 
<laughs> On Cinco de Mayo, it's even whiter than rice and yeah. beans. You know what? That's what Nana had. I am white. Or Yuri can make me rice and beans. When we, I thought we were going to be dead today because it's Cinco de Mayo, and when we opened, I had five tables off. Like before, we were like open, open. There were five tables open. Would they want margaritas? I guess nobody got. They want Australian food. <laughs> I can promise you the food that they served out back is not Australian. I know. It was a joke. Because it's called Outback. Uh, I guess I should turn my TV off now. All the names of the food is like Australian, though. Yeah, but it's not. Like Alice Springs is like Alice. Chicken on the Barbie. Yeah, chicken on the Barbie. I'm sure that's actually like maybe Australian. This is an Australian food. But like a steak is just a steak. Yeah. And a burger and like some ribs. Like that's just food. That's such a weird like theme. Steakhouse, but maybe Maybe it's Australian. Maybe it started as like actually Australian food. Let's look it up. I'm sure they got a Wikipedia. Outback Steakhouse. American Channel. Nope, didn't start in Australia. Oh no, everybody's gonna know where I work. The address is. (laughs) <laughs> Is he keep in this? This is based in Tampa, Florida. The chain has over. Oh, really? Oh, that makes a lot of the sense. The chain has over a thousand locations in twenty-three countries, including Australia. It was founded in March nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, it's not that old. Mm. So it started in Tampa, Florida. So yes. Mm. This is Bloomin' Onion is signature Outback item. Wow. It is a signature outback item. It's very easy to sell. It's people's faves. People's fave. Um, there is a outback in the downtown Disney in Tokyo. Paris? Yeah, Tokyo. No, Tokyo has a lot of uh, American restaurants in downtown. Uh, both of them do. Paris does as well, I think. Oh, really? And I don't think it has an outback, but it has a lot of like American restaurants. Apparently, uh, the I'm down- dying to know like how- the downtown what Disney in Tokyo is all- not Tokyo. I don't know what you said because you're cutting. I'm dying to know what the food is like at that Tokyo, that Australian, <laughs> that Australian themed American steakhouse in Tokyo. <laughs> like what? It says here that uh, well, uh, outback Australian cuisine is not especially well defined. Ordinary Australian foods that are well defined are not represented in Outback Steakhouse's menu. Because of this, the chain can be considered to use the Australian moniker for marketing purposes only as a themed restaurant without any real attempt to reflect Australian cuisine, despite its visual merchandising attempt to do otherwise. The company and its founder are major contributors via the Outback Steakhouse Pack to the Republican Party, contributing $303,000 and $334,000 for the 2000 and 2004 election, recycle, uh, uh, election cycles, respectively. Great. Outback Steakhouse is itself one of the largest donors in the food and beverage sector, oh, second no. only to the National Restaurant Association. We're all choppy today. She said, we're all choppy today, and then she just she dropped. Dis- she left. She disappeared. <laughs> it's her. She's the choppy one. 